Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today. Brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business, whatever it may be, they'll take care of it. They are fabulous at it. They take good care of your policy. They take good care of you. Customer service means everything at our great friends at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Fabulous pre-owned inventory. All at... Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right. Let's start with this. I will tell you in no uncertain terms, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really quite know what I'm seeing right now. That's as honest an answer as I can give you. With a team, and when you're a good team, what happens is sometimes the offense goes into a lull and the defense can bail you out. Or sometimes the defense struggles, but the offense is good enough to bail you out. Right now, nobody's bailing anybody out. They're both struggling at the same time. And it's playing out where Penn State, I believe, has been ahead a total of 10 minutes in this season. They weren't, be, they weren't ahead a single minute against Ohio State. They weren't ahead a single minute um, against Maryland. And for me to sit there and put and, and to say, okay, I know what's wrong. It's this, 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 and this. I'm not sure what is. There are certain areas that you can look at. Let's start with this. Um, running the football. Penn State has not had, now Sean Clifford did have, what, 119 rushing against Indiana. But they haven't had the running back in the running game in conjunction with the offensive line get going. And so when you're sitting there in an RPO, where the R stands for run, and of course you fall behind in a game, now you're throwing, I mean, Penn State threw the ball 57 times the other day against Maryland. 
that's not how Penn State wins. Penn State doesn't win with 57 pass attempts. Now, if you got 35, 37, okay, I understand that. But that means you, know, you have to have the um, threat of a running game. And right now, you don't have that particular threat so that when you go play action off that fake, right now, I mean, a defense doesn't have to respect it as much, which means they're loading up against you. Sean Clifford, there's no doubt he struggled on Saturday. He struggled. Defensively, yeah, are there certain guys playing really well? Yeah, there are certain guys playing really well defensively. And then, but I think it's at the point now where we, where you go to a Bill Belichick saying, which is which is accurate about anything: do your job. And one of the reasons that you bring that up, and I bring that up in this situation is there are a couple guys that are playing they're playing well the problem is is maybe somebody next to them is missing on this and missing on that so what happens is you try to compensate you try to do more than you're supposed to be doing and suddenly you're out of position too that's why when he talks about do your job these guys need to lock in and do quote their job Maryland was 4 of 4 on third down and less than 4. Okay. That happens. Ohio State was 7 for 7, same situation. That's 11 for 11. But here's the the problem. Offensively, Penn State also had 4 plays of less than 4 yards on third down. They were 1 of 4. When it comes to the 4th down call early, or going forward on 4th down, just like they did against Ohio State, This is you have a head coach that is looking at his offense against Ohio State and then against Maryland saying, I believe in you. Go get it. Because remember the fourth down play at the 45-yard line. Remember the previous play. The previous play was a deep shot down the field to Jahan Dotson, which they almost got, but but there was a deep shot. It told me right away when I saw them take that shot that they're going forward on fourth down. So he's telling them, I believe that you can get two yards on fourth down. They didn't do it. Then Ohio State turned around, marched downfield, 14 nothing. Now you get a hole. Against Maryland, they're down 7 nothing early. Okay. Now you get the ball. Your initial drive, boom, 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 downfield. What they go, nine plays, ten plays? They get down to the seven-yard line. So you've gone 68 yards. It's fourth down and two. Now, you can take the points, but you feel that you have better personnel. You feel you're better than that team. Believe me, I thought they were better than that team going in. And... 
So he looks at them and says, I believe in you that you can get the two yards against this team just like you've been driving it downfield. Now you don't get it. But there's also a second part to that equation where you look at your defense and you say, you know what, here's a big reason why I went for it because I knew if they didn't get it, I believe in you to stop them, get a three and out, we'll get the ball back at the 50-yard line. And that didn't happen either. So when you're making calls as a coach where you're trying to tell your players in no uncertain term that you believe in them that they can get it and then don't get it, and then in turn you look at your defense. See, this goes back to what I'm talking about, your offense bailing out your defense, defense bailing out your offense, or vice versa. Neither side's bailing out the other. Because now you look at your defense and say, yeah, I believe in you, you can get a three, and now we're going to get the ball back at the 50 and just go right down the field again. That's what you're telling both sides of the ball when you go for it in that situation, and there's no payoff. Not only is there no payoff, you didn't get it, it ends up being 14 nothing by the time the other guy's done with, I think what Penn State ended up with, the seven-yard line, ends up being a 93-yard drive. And another big touchdown play to, to uh, Rakim Jarrett. Next situation, end of the first half, start of the second half. That's important. Talked about this at the Ohio State game during the broadcast. Jack and I talked about, look, you're looking at a two-for-none. Well, it turned out Penn State got really fortunate at the end of the first half that Ohio State mismanaged the clock by a second. Penn State runs out Jordan Stout, hits a 50-yard field goal. Bang, Penn State gets three. Drive of the second half, gets the ball, scores a touchdown. Now it's 21-13. So they, okay? so they get 10 points out of that end of first half, start of second half scenario. That's great. Now the defense did not make it pay off because immediately Ohio State went down the field and scored, and now Penn State's down two scores again. Now let's get to Maryland. Minute 41 to go in the half, something like that. Maybe it was, two, maybe it was 242, something like that. Penn State has the ball, and I'm discussing the same scenario with Jack on the broadcast. Where you have a potential here for a two for none. Because Penn State's going to get the ball to start the second half. All right. And you just watch them do it the week before, albeit, you know, as I mentioned, you got fortune at the end of the first half, but the second half drive was an impressive drive. So you're in that spot one more time where you're trying and have the opportunity at a two for none, which is at the as the as the head coach. Now Maryland's the one that won the toss to start the game. They wanted the ball, and obviously you can tell why they made it pay off big time, didn't they? To their credit. Um, but now you're in this spot again. You can get a two for none. You're down twenty-one-seven. So the two for none scenario sets up well for you. You can score at the end of the half. You know, let's, let's go uh, best case scenario touchdown. Get the ball second half. Guess what? The game's tied. Now you got momentum. You feel good. The whole thing. All right. So now let's look at Penn State in its two for none this week. In their two for none, they took over with two forty-five to go. They got one first down. Went six plays. 15 yards, done. The whole drive took a minute and four seconds. They get nothing out of it. Maryland, conversely, 
takes the ball with 141 to go, goes 71 yards, six plays, touchdown, boom, they get it. Then the first drive of the second half is the fumble, and Campbell takes it back for a touchdown. Maryland, in what should have been Penn State's two for none, gets 14 points out of it. These are all things that you sit back and you're baffled by. Now, it, you know, can can you sit there? You know darn well I'm not going to sit here and start. Well, I'm not going to me. It's just not me. It never has been, never will be. Okay? We'll never go after a player. We'll never go after a coach. It's just me. I won't do it. All right? As I've said once, I've said, I don't know if I've said it enough on the show. But I'll, I'll say it here just as a reminder. And I've told coaches this. When you're doing this job, what I do, you have to be smart enough to know how much you know and how much they know. I mean, that's a really important element of this job. How much I know, how much they know. A coach knows much, much more than I do. And I think I know a lot about football. I think I know a lot about basketball. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I'm at practices, I'm in meetings, things like that, okay? I know what's going on. But they still know more than I do. As much as I think I know, and and the difference between me and a fan, it doesn't mean the fan doesn't have great observations. The fan does have great observations. But because of access, film work, things like that, Right, being around it, okay. It's obvious I'm going to know more than the fan will about certain situations that they don't know. Only because I've got more knowledge at hand to work with. Access does that, so I'm just trying to be fair. Doesn't mean the fan doesn't have great great observations. Fans do, but I also have more access to to, to information, more what's and whys than a fan would for obvious reasons. But the coach knows exponentially more than I do. James Franklin can sit there, break down the the film. He knows what's going on and what's not going on. And if I had to handpick anybody to fix this, it's him. It's easy to go after coaches there's always my two favorite tailgate bailouts. It's the coaching and it's the scheme. All those, you know, it sounds impressive when you're talking to other people. Um, When I hear generalizations like that, you'd be shocked how I'm not impressed. Because believe me, I hear a lot of things along the way where I sit back and say, that's not true, it's not right. But I keep my mouth shut about it. It's fine, trying to be polite in those situations. Okay? James Franklin knows much, much more about football and coaching than I do. And I think I know a lot. And I know you as fans know a lot. But right now, I can tell you in no uncertainty, because I'm the one that told all of you I thought this was going to be a really good football team. I told you that. I'm the one that told you that I thought this defense would be able to carry the day early. I was excited to watch this defense play, even when Micah Parsons left. I'm the one that told you that I thought this had a chance to be the best offensive line I've seen at Penn State since 2008. 
So far, none of that's panned out. So I know what I've said. I know what I've talked about. I know what I've, in a sense, predicted. And I haven't been right, and I don't quite know what I'm saying. I don't know how much more fair and honest commentary you want. We'll come back with more. Mike Gross, next half hour. Donnie Collins today on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Trebek passed away yesterday at the age of 80. You want to talk about a spectacular career as the host of Jeopardy? Began hosting in 1984. Never lost his energy or passion and was the perfect host for a game show. Smart, knowledgeable, great with the guests. Um, pancreatic cancer got him what a shame what a shame and to his credit kept working kept working his last taping was 11 days ago alright Mike Gross next half hour still to come Donnie Collins Matt Leon We got seven weeks to go until Luke Catrillo's first birthday. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. This is Season from Purdy Insurance. During this time, we are operating under the guidance of the PA Insurance Department. Most of our staff continues to work from home to practice social distancing for the safety of our staff and clients. Our office remains open and available to service our current and new clients by phone, by calling 570-286-5855, email, and by appointment. Our after-hours emergency service is also ready to assist our clients with their needs. From the team at Purdy Insurance, stay safe, be well, be kind, and know that we remain dedicated to the highest levels of service to protect what matters most. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to PurdyInsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, whatever your insurance needs may be. They'll take care of it. Get you the right insurance, the best price, update when need be, and if there's ever a claim, they go to work as if it happened to them. It's all at Purdy Insurance, where customer service means everything. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. We are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Care Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Very pleased to be joined by... Mike Gross. Mike, first of all, how have you been? It's uh, tough not getting a chance to see you guys down there. It is tough. I was thinking of that, <laughs> thinking of that on Saturday. Just uh, I wasn't even sure where you where you actually are in the place. Uh, uh, and, and not seeing you, it's obviously a very, very weird uh, yeah. time that we're all going through. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Yeah, they don't really let us go between floors. I know you're up on the third floor. We're on the second 
And they're not really enamored with us changing floors, which I understand. Oh, they're, so. they're really not enamored with that. Yeah, no. that's true. No. So, yeah, we all will do what we have to do, and then you know what? Maybe if things can loosen up by the blue white game, we can all get together and have a big dinner. So we'll do, yeah, <laughs> we'll do there that. There you go. There you go. You I'm know? gonna hold you to that. Yeah. Good. I look forward to it. Mike, yeah. I, I opened up I opened up the show today by saying, look, I don't really know what I'm watching. Nine point five times out of ten I know what I'm watching or why something or why not something. And right now I'm not sure. Maybe you're more sure than I am. I'm, I think I'm equally sure as you are, <laughs> which is yeah. not sure at all. Yeah, I, I, I was I was really surprised uh, by a lot of things uh, on Saturday. You know, you you could, and you know, you you could argue that they were they were in a tough place mentally because of the way the first two games went. Uh, but if that's your argument, then they're in a tougher spot. This weekend, going to the press, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and and uh, it, it's. Uh, I think the big thing was was the offensive line. I was talking to my buddy uh, Frank Bodani, who who sits home right next to me in the press box, and well, no, not right next to me because we're socially distanced, of course. But and, and we were. Frank was saying, you know, I think the one thing we have to see today. This is pregame. One thing we have to see. Is, is the offensive line kind of making a statement here against this yeah. opponent uh, after what's happened the first couple of weeks? Uh, you know, uh, win the line of scrimmage and hand the ball to running back and run the ball, move the chains, and et cetera. And that emphatically uh, did not happen. And, and I think that was the most uh, surprising piece of it, uh, really. Because when you look at what an RPO is, the first letter is R for run. Right. How much? Uh, how much do you think Penn State's offense has been affected by the fact that I'm not talking about the quarterback part, but the running back part? They have not been able to generate a consistent running game. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think that's a big piece of it, and, and it's interesting to me though that two weeks in a row they've thrown the ball more effectively in the second half than in the first which yeah. you, you part of that is I think part of that is, is Sean Clifford because I think we've seen a tendency on his part to be whether it's because he's a little too amped up or whatever to be inaccurate early and then settle in but I thought the I, I thought the, if you think about that stretch in Ohio State where they actually scored I think four times in five possessions or something like that and the wide receiver play was good and work in the work in the middle of the field um yeah that's it it was pretty effective and you know here's an amazing thing they have outgained their opponents through three weeks they have more time of possession they have like 20 more first downs now there's no question that particularly last week that those numbers are are deceptive but it's still that that still is another one of those things that just makes you want to shake your head and uh, I don't know what's going on. The one thing that I really would would come back to is the O line. Yeah. Well, the other part too is I've always been a big believer. I've done this a long time. I know I know that you you know what the psychology is of playing from behind versus playing from in front. Yeah. Doesn't mean yep. it's going to work every single time, but it works far more. Let me put it this way. Because I keep such stats all the time in football and basketball, 
I think fans will be shocked by the number of times you're winning at halftime and win the game. I mean, the the winning percentage yeah. is off the charts. I mean, people would have no, and, and I keep it all the time. That's why I know. Yeah. Penn State's only yeah. been ahead about ten minutes so far this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They been ahead I, a single... I know you're right about that, and that and that that that's true pretty much in all sports. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, it, it it really is, um, and and. Uh, uh, Again, that makes those numbers, statistic, those statistics that I was mentioned about total yardage and stuff like that. It makes them yeah. very, very deceptive. But, but uh, it, it still is noteworthy if you're trying to find a reason to believe right. going forward. But again, they've got to be able to run the ball. They've got to be able to run the ball for Kirk Shiraka's, uh magic, whatever it is, to kick in, yep. and yep. and and just to be on schedule and and. Uh, to be on schedule in terms of down and distance and all that, uh, and, and certainly a thing that we thought this team would be able to do, and they really have not to this point. In a three to three and a half hour game, there are times where you, the offense will need the defense to bail it, bail it out. Yep. There'll be times where the defense needs the offense to bail them out. Each one hits a low. It's been troubling, I'm sure, for James Franklin that right now neither one is bailing the other one out. Yeah, that complimentary football thing that people, that coaches talk about yeah. all the time. It's it, it, it's a real thing, and and I, I think I, I think uh, uh, particularly defenses, I, I think, have to have a sense of the moment and a sense of what's what's uh, you know game score clock, all that stuff, and uh, that's that's been missing. Uh, through three games, I, I and that was probably the second most surprising thing about Saturday, in particular Saturday, more than the other two weeks, was how poorly the secondary played. Uh, that that uh, inability to be—they don't seem organized. They seem a little disorganized. I think the talent is there in that back end of their defense. Um, I think the linebacker level has been okay. Maybe, maybe somebody who knows more about technical football could would would debate me on that. Uh, but I was surprised at the pass defense, uh, particularly on Saturday against the Terps. Well, when it comes to linebacking play, I know who to ask. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do, you do, yeah, yeah you have access I do. there, man. Yeah, I do know. When it comes to that, I do know who to ask. Um, well, what's he? Right. What's he think? Well, I haven't asked him yet. <laughs> so oh, I'm still okay. waiting. I'm still waiting. That I mean, seriously, we will, the two of us will talk about it later in the week. I just haven't had a chance to ask him about it. You're, when right. the game's over. There's that general shock of what we what we saw and didn't see that that got to us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you I know, during the course of the deal, um, giveaway takeaway, which is critical to anyone's success. Yeah. in in football, it's critical. Yep. Uh, Penn State has now gone nine quarters without a takeaway, and now they're minus five in giveaway takeaway. And that is one, this is just as a general statement of question, but they dramatically need that to turn around. They need to be the team that's plus five in yeah. getting takeaways. And, and, right, no question. And most of it has been five interceptions by Sean Clifford. That's the big, that's the big yep. piece of that number. Uh, and... and a lot of times that washes out over time. 
I, I I don't know if we if I'm ready to say that there is a flaw in Penn State's team that makes them have that is going to going forward make them have a negative uh, turnover differential. Uh, I I don't know if that's true. Uh, certainly, it part of it has been some bad decisions by by Sean Clifford. I don't want to dump all over him. Uh, that's the easiest thing in the world to do sure. in, when 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 a football team is struggling. Uh, I, I, I don't want to go there. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what James has to say about that tomorrow. Uh, it'll be right. interesting to see what James has to say about a lot of things tomorrow. Uh, yeah. that, that'll, that'll be an interesting presser tomorrow. Uh, but I, I don't know if that's the kind of thing that washes out or if there's something going on here that really is a flaw. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. You'll certainly talk about it tomorrow. There's no question about it. Yeah. Uh, now yeah. you have Nebraska. I don't even know how much you've looked at them. Now I've looked at them. What I found interesting is that with the game and the balance, he did change quarterbacks. He went to Dylan McCaffrey, took Adrian Martinez out. That's why I'm ex- – it's my gut feeling. I don't know if he's talked to the media today or not, Scott Frost. Uh, he, was supp- he was supposed to talk today, and I did. Not, I was not able to, yeah. to be in on that. I think some of our guys probably were – uh, I, I took a little spin around social media before I got yeah. on with you, and I, I didn't really see anything. So, so maybe we'll find out. I, I saw Nebraska play Ohio State. I thought they yeah. competed pretty decently on the line of yeah. scrimmage in that game for a long while. I, I as far as running the ball a little bit and 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 stopping the run a little bit, you know, it's just way, way, way too much Justin Fields, which we've seen we've seen the effect of that. I mean, I, I just. I'm blown away by Justin Fields, by the way. But uh, you should be. Yeah, he uh, should be. I think this is going to be. Uh, I think this is going to be a tough game for Penn State, uh, especially if they can't win up front enough to run the ball, enough to hand the ball to the running back and 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 get into that the positive down and distance situations. There's so much of that, and then as you mentioned earlier, then you can go to the RPO, then you can make that happen, and I think Penn State's Receivers have been good enough so far to be a real threat uh, in that uh, in that aspect of it. Yeah, and Fields, by the way, I think he's at what eighty-seven percent, and he's only missed his receiver where he missed him six times in three games. Six where where he missed the receiver. And it's not like he's making little dump-off throws. I mean, there are some of those, yeah. of course. Yeah. They, there's the wide receiver screen and stuff is part of their offense. But, but uh, I mean, these, 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 like, these like deep outs to the opposite hash, where he just makes <laughs> that throw like it's like he just hums it in there. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, I am. Uh, I mean, I know everybody loves Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, and he's going to be the number one pick in the draft, and. Uh, I wouldn't be have any problem at all taking Justin Fields. You know, you know what's interesting is that I feel the same way. A year ago, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt, Lawrence. Yeah, something you know, and Fields looks good and all that. But he's better now than he was a year ago. That's what no strikes doubt. me, Mike. He is just a better player now. Yeah, wow. he had a little bit of a tendency to hold on to it too long. Yeah. And just and it's just experience stuff. That's all it was. Uh, yeah. Now he looks supremely confident. He's getting rid of it quickly. He rifles it in there. Incredibly yeah. accurate. And he's got the mobility and the athleticism and good decision-making to take off and make a play with his legs when he has to. I, I'm right. 
I'm kind of blown away by Justin yeah. Fields. I got to tell yeah. you. Yeah. Mike, what are your thoughts about this week? I mean, we've gone through. We don't really know what's going on. So, does that make this week an incredible mystery game? It does make it does make this week an incredible mystery game, and 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 uh, I always I, I always I, I'm not a gambler, but I look at I, I look at the, the the line as information, and uh, you yeah. know Ben State I think opened as a four point favorite here. Uh, it went down a little bit pretty quickly, uh, yeah. uh, and, and so I, I think people see this and I see it as a, a winnable game and. And I, I don't see any of these games uh, remaining yeah. as not winnable for Penn I'm, yeah, State. I'm so yeah. I'm so with you on that. They, every game is a winnable game. That's what makes yeah. this so confusing to me. Yeah, yeah, it's um, uh, it, it's it, it, it's hard not to. It's not. It may not be the most insightful thing for the listeners for us to, to believe <laughs> yeah, in the fact that we we're not sure what we're seeing, but that's reality. Right. That's what I'm just telling you. What what we see and that's uh i'm not sure what to make of it and i i i think it's going to get better i i think there's a there's enough to to hold on to i mean here's an incredible thing to think about 18 days ago this was the number eight team in the country according to the eight people 18 days ago wow yeah it's that's why i thought the defense was going to be good enough to carry the day early yeah. I thought this was the best offensive line I'd seen here since 2008. And that's from watching, being at every practice, watching every practice for years and yep. years and years. That's how I make these observations. And I don't just pick them out of the blue. Okay, <laughs> right. I'm like I'm there. I'm standing there. I can I can look yeah. at and at least get a grasp on personnel and what I'm seeing. And I'm just, I am completely bewildered. I don't I don't know what. I can't put my hand. Hand on anything right now, so yeah. I'm so, sure, so I'm much sure for your so much for your humble play by play guy here. <laughs> yeah, let's turn to Steve. What does Steve think? He doesn't know what's going on. Okay, <laughs> that's terrific. Well, don't sell yourself short, there, big guy. Uh, well, nope. I'm trying to be honest with the audience to kind of let them know what. Yeah, I that's think right. Is, what can we do? Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, you know, there's nothing I can at do. At the end I, of the day, it's not uh, it's not a math problem. It's sports. They have to go out yeah. and play and. And yep. and we don't do it. Nobody knows what's going to happen. No, my friend. Thanks so much. I look forward to seeing you very soon. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Steve. Always a pleasure. Mike, same here, Mike. Mike Gross, joining us from Lancaster. Donnie Collins next half hour. Look, I think I've been about as honest and direct with everybody. When I, I don't know, I don't know. Like I said, when I'm when I'm saying I think this 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 park's going to hold up pretty well because I'm doing a lot of tape study of the other team. I'm looking at practice as to what Penn State does. When I look at the offensive line, I say I think they have a chance to be the best offensive line here I've seen since 2008. There's a, there's a reason for that because okay, I physically stood out there with the 2008 offensive line and watched them, and the 12 offensive line and the 16 offensive line and it. it you know, I see things you don't see, and in this particular year, it sounds like I don't see anything. <laughs> okay, it's obviously, but when I'm wrong, I tell everybody I'm wrong. Now they still have a chance to turn it. They got it. They got to get a win here at some point because I think it then changes 
the dynamic of what's going on where now, because they've had no momentum, and they haven't given themselves any momentum either. you got to make your own momentum. They need to do that. That's why I talk about It's not just uh, what I was talking with Mike. Mike talked about the five turnovers. But Penn State doesn't have any takeaways in nine quarters. So it's not just you're turning the ball over. You're not getting the ball back from the other guy. That's how minus five happens. All right, back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. No need to search high and low for the best holiday bargains. They're easy to find at Sunbury Motors Kia. At Sunbury Motors Kia, all prices are clearly marked with rebates and discounts. See the sticker and know the savings. SMC has 27 2021 Kia Sportages to choose from, and they start at just $23,490. Kia's all-new midsize sedan, the Kia K5, starts at only $23,746. And it's now available in all-wheel drive. And listen to this. Sunbury Motors Kia has 23 of the hot new 2021 Kia Seltos arriving this month. Reserve yours today. This small all-wheel drive crossover starts at $23,490. 21793. And remember, every new Kia comes with a 10 year, 100,000 mile powertrain warranty. The best holiday bargains are easy to find at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see dealer or go to Kia.com. You know, when you're a head coach and you're trying to send a message to your team during the game, Right, the critical part is to get the payoff. So they open up, they're down seven nothing to Ohio State. Drive to the forty-five. They take the deep shot on third down, which told Jack and me right away, "Hey, look, they're going for it on fourth down." Well, the head coach at that point is looking at his team, saying, "I don't hope you get the fourth down play. I believe in you. You're going to make it." Then they don't make it. But at the same time, you're also looking at your defense saying, I believe in you that, hey, I took this gamble because I believe you can stop him if we don't make it. They didn't. Same thing against Maryland. Down 7 nothing. They start at the 25. They drive all the way down to the 7-yard line, so they go 68 yards. Now it's fourth down and two. Right? Same story. I believe in you. I believe in you guys. You can get two yards, just like you've been doing in this entire drive. Get the two yards. Let's go. Or in this case, they took a shot to the end zone. They didn't make it. But the second part of it is you're looking at your defense and saying, the reason I went for it is that you're going to get us a three, and now we're going to get the ball back in the 50-yard line. We're going to drive it right back down the field again. And you're not getting a payoff on the on the belief and trust that you have in your team, that you believe in them. You're trying to tell them that you believe in them, and then you don't get the payoff. On either end, each time, each time in those moments... You didn't get it, and each time you didn't get the ball back either until an ensuing kickoff. For a coach, that's maddening when you're trying to send that kind of positive reinforcement to them. Uh, You believe in them on both units to do something. All right, Donnie Collins, next half hour, Matt Leon final half hour today by the way the suit season came to a halt on Friday night I saw the final score yep all done bet, for the year bet he was in a good mood today <laughs> he's been okay 
Well, that's every day.